This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's hour three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Our Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger is set to join us. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin too. And a good afternoon, Baldy. How the heck are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to be with you guys. It's always great to talk with you, and uh, I need you right now because we do a, a bet on the show every week where we have to pick a team that's going to win. And in the regular season, you know, you have all the teams, but you can only pick the same team twice. Well, we reset it for the playoffs. I've already taken San Francisco, which barely got me through the division round. That was nervy. But now I got my other three options open. Out of those three teams, Baldy, which one are you most confident Detroit, Baltimore, Kansas City will be emerging to the Super Bowl? Mm, most confident. I can make a case for all of them, but that's not what you want to hear. Uh, um, I, the one. I, I, I would never bet against Patrick Mahomes, except that uh, I believe in Baltimore and what they're doing and how they're playing uh, collectively as a group. Uh. So I would, take, uh, I would take the Ravens. Okay. I, I'm most confident about them right now. Now, what does your case for Detroit sound like? Because after watching them beat up on on the Cowboys, I think a lot of people would love that story with Dan Campbell, a North Texas guy, trying to take his Lions to the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, look, they they're they're a very talented team. They're young. Um, they play with a lot of emotion. They're very talented. They they're very well coached on both sides of the ball, and you know they have a a mentality from Dan that says we're going to be more aggressive than anybody because. The only way you can win it all is by being aggressive and literally putting your foot on the gas. And I don't know, they've gone for 40 something fourth down attempts this year, fake punts in their own end zone. Um, like they have no fear and they're, they have to this point, they have had no fear about the consequences of some of those things backfiring, which they have, but ultimately maybe that's what, you know, allows them to defeat San Francisco on Sunday. Well, is their center, Frank Ragnow, maybe the most underrated offensive lineman in football? I mean, the numbers with him out of the lineup, they're like a different offense. Well, I mean, if your center is weak, your offense is not going to be great, and your offensive line is going to be average at best. The center is the glue that keeps everything together. First of all, he's calling the protections, making sure everybody understands that we've got five, you know, five, you know, five people with one mind, all that kind of stuff. You know, so you're getting in and out of the right plays and protections. And then, you know, any kind of you, – you attack the weakness in, in the middle at center. Um, the quarterback can evade the Micah Parsons and Nick Boses of the world uh, pretty good. But if they can't step up because the center has just given up too much ground, um, that's a problem for any quarterback. And so Frank is uh, – I don't know if he's underrated. I think he's, you know, uh, all-pro player. But um, 
but yes, I mean it's 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 pretty clear that if he's not in the lineup, they're a different team. Football super beast Brian Baldinger with us here in the G Bag Nation. His play caller there in Detroit, uh, Ben Johnson. He is. Uh, it looks to be like he is the front runner to be the next head coach of the Commanders. So he'll be in this division with the uh, with the front runners, the Eagles and the Giants. How uh, how nervous should Cowboys fans be, or how excited should Commanders fans be if they're getting this Detroit Lions play caller? Uh, they should be excited in Washington. Um, he is a. There's not a game that I study from Detroit where I don't see something that I might not have seen before ever. Or I might have seen someplace else, but he used it differently. I mean, he's a very creative guy, and it's taking advantage of whether it's field position, down distance, matchups, uh, whether you're on the left half or the right hash, and how it sets the formations. I mean, it's just even, you know, the, the touchdown to Amon Ross St. Brown last week, they had a twin set to the wide side of the field. They anticipated man coverage. They thought they were blitzing. Everything he thought was right. And then they get the switch route to Monroe. He's got all this real estate to work. Like, it's just one of those things that I don't know that everybody that calls offenses can do that in real time, you know, and the way that he did that and structured that play, it was, it's very difficult to stop, but he did. He does that all the time. He's, he's very clever. He's very talented. And I think Washington's getting a good one. Hey, Baldy, uh, you played football in a different era where, um, you know, the, you didn't have the social media and all that stuff going on. What do you make about family members getting involved in conversations and back and forth with fans and all that? How would you, if you were a modern day player here, how would you handle that with your family? Uh, Like, you know, I don't know that you could police it. I mean, it's social media. I mean, you're, you can't tell somebody not to say something. Um, It has been going on since social media has been out there. And, I just think you have to kind of live with it. I mean, it really doesn't have any effect on the team, even though that person might be speaking for a guy on that team. Right. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the danger is this what he really thinks. So what? Like everybody has their own thoughts about how a coach is and what he's doing wrong or what the organization is doing right or wrong. And so that's okay. I mean, what are you going to do? Just shut down their account or block it or whatever. I mean, there's nothing you can really do. The season ended for the Cowboys. Whatever somebody is saying right now is going to bring that season back for them. Uh, you know, they got to be better next year in a lot of different ways if they're going to advance. And so when you, when you lay a dud in the playoffs, like the Cowboys did for a third year in a row, I mean, you should expect some kind of backlash and yeah. it might even be from family members. Well, Jason Kelsey was partying with Bill's Mafia, shirtless, taking the bowling ball shots. Have you gotten to party and get wild with Bill's Mafia before and ever done the bowling ball shot? I haven't done the bowling ball, but it's kind of hard not to um, blend in with the Bill's Mafia. They're just so inviting. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I remember one time I was late for a game. I had a helicopter in from the Buffalo airport to make it on time, and I landed right in the middle of a Bill's Mafia party. And I got a job to go do. I had to go, you know, do a game, announce a game. And, um, but you know, you still had to do some sort of toast with them. They weren't going right. to let you just run to your booth. So you do, you do those kind of things. <laughs> it's Brian Baldinger here with you on one Oh five through the fan brought to you by old spice gentlemen's blend body wash, providing exfoliation plus 24 seven moisturization because men have skin too. Can we circle back to talking about the center? Um, because the Cowboys run game, you know, was disappointing. And, and you know, we're, we're wondering if the Cowboys should be moving on from Tyler Biotish. How would you look at that? And, and is that where their run game went wrong? 
I thought Tyler had a better year. I thought he was more physical. Um, but he's certainly not at the caliber of some of the Cowboys centers, whether it's Stepnowski or the guy before Biotish. He's Frederick. not at that caliber. Yeah, yeah Frederick. So, um, you know, he's not at that caliber. So I think if you have a chance to upgrade at any position, I thought Tyler, I know how hard he worked in the offseason to get stronger and all that kind of stuff. Um, but every position should be under a microscope in Dallas right now about, you know, what needs to be, what can be improved at every position. I think it should be under the microscope. How about defensive coordinator Dan Quinn getting more more interviews? Is is that a guy that Cowboys fans should hope to have back? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, he was a little, um, you know, short change. I mean, you're playing safeties at linebacker, you know, for the better part of the season, and they got pushed around against Green Bay pretty good. I mean, Dan can only put on the field what he has to work with. Like, I don't understand – you know, I understand Van Resch got hurt and some things, but you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna win. You're not gonna stop good teams from running the football with safeties playing linebacker. You're just gonna get pushed around, and they did. And so, is that Dan Quinn's fault? Like he's just trying to utilize the, the bodies that he has and trying to make best of it. So I can't put all that blame on Dan. If you had to pick one thing that we just talked about that you would want to guarantee is better when you get to January football next year, if you make the playoffs stopping the run or running it relative to the Cowboys? What do they need to fix first? Well, if you're looking at the teams that remain, if you look at the two number one seeds and you look at the linebacker player, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, and Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, I mean, they're the two best tandems of linebackers in football. And both defenses are ranked one and two in this league in large part because they never come off the field, the versatility that they have, the speed that they play the game with, and the plays that we make. So Greenlaw gets two interceptions to ice the game against Green Bay. Roquan Smith has led the team in tackles since the day he got there. I'd say shore up their linebacker position and play it at the level that you have to play at if you want to win big playoff games. Baldy, and but people who build teams are, will tell you that, oh, that's poor use of assets and management. So we get into a time where, like, I don't give a damn. You need to have linebackers. I don't care about your <laughs> thoughts about, you know, building team this way or building team that way, or it's poor use of your cap or whatever. you got to have linebackers to play in this league, right? Yes, and, you know, Baltimore's defense, Mike McDonald's a great coordinator, um, and he's a talented guy, the things that he's doing. But everybody in Baltimore will tell you that that defense changed the day Roquan Smith was traded for. Patrick Queen became better. He wasn't a good play caller. It was too much on his plate to handle. Roquan took it over the day he got there. Uh, he became the leader of the defense the day he got there. Baltimore has a history of great middle linebackers uh, since they became a franchise, and they needed that guy. And he changed the entire defense, the number one defensive football for a reason. They, they put resources at that position, and it pays off for them. Brian Baldinger with us here in the G-Bag Nation. Fangio uh, looks like he's out in Miami as their defensive coordinator. All signs pointing to him being the Eagles next defensive coordinator. Is Fangio still as as feared uh, by offenses as he was for the better part of the last decade or so? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, look, when you lose Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb and, you know, Javon Holland, you're losing three, you know, basically Pro Bowl caliber players. I mean, he couldn't fix that defense. But even with those guys, I mean, they weren't feared. Teams were, you know, putting up big numbers on them. I, mean, I think Vic is still talented. Um, he had his chances being a head coach, and that didn't work out in Denver. But I think I don't think he's 
like I, I would fear what Mike McDonald's doing in Baltimore a great deal more than what we saw from Vic Fangio in his last couple stops. We had the uh, fumble in the Chiefs-Bills game that people were complaining about with the touchback rule. Mm. And we saw a couple years ago they changed the overtime rules because of the amazing Bills-Chiefs game. What do you think about that touchback rule? It, in any other part of the field, it's fumbled out of bounds, the offensive team retains it, but if it goes out of bounds in the end zone, then it's a touchback. Do you like it? Would you keep it? No, I don't like it at all. I never liked it. I thought it was too harsh. Um, it's it, like... First of all, the defense didn't recover it. So it's not like they they might have forced it, but they didn't recover it. So it goes out of bounds, it goes out of bounds in the end zone. I get it. But why does the offense get the ball to 20? Like, make them, if you're going to give the ball back to them, give it to them at the one-yard line and make them come out of the end zone and earn it, earn that keep, like give the defense a chance. I, I just think it's too harsh. The offense didn't, rec- the defense didn't recover the ball. The offense gets the ball and they get the ball to 20-yard line. It just seems like it's too much of a reward at that point. I understand everybody will say, well, don't fumble it. Well, you're going to penalize, you know, Des Bryant for trying to score a touchdown when, you know, was that a fumble or not a fumble? Like you're going to try to penalize greatness. Like these kids are trying to score and, and put and, and, and make great plays. Okay. You lose track of the ball. It happens. But like, I just think it's too harsh of a penalty. Baldy, I've become uh, fascinated by the smelling salts that we see uh, each and every football game day we saw baker mayfield going crazy on those things before he led his buccaneer team to victory versus the eagles were you a smelling salts guy before games absolutely during the games all game i had at least three in my sock just to go onto the field yeah i mean you did it on kickoff coverage you did it to go out there for the opening drive of the game you did it in the weight room on friday when you're trying to set your bench press record um, you did it on Friday night before you started chugging beers. I mean, I always had smelling salts with me. Okay, that's beautiful because I, I'm I'm looking for I'm going to try it here very very soon. Maybe Radio Row, whatever. Yeah, but don't it's... wimp out. Don't wimp. I mean, take the inhale, like you know, pop it and like just suck it all up. Like don't try to, don't don't shortchange yourself. Get the full effect. Right. Oh, yeah. Like make sure that you it feel you feel it through every corpuscle in your body. Okay. It's wise words. A pro tip right there from Baldy. Now, uh, could you describe the feeling? Like, is it like 30 seconds of intense, like, uh, just high-level testosterone crazy person? Is it like 60 seconds? How long is this smelling salts high? Well, if you've never seen the Pacific Ocean before, and I had to describe the Pacific Ocean to you, it's not fair. Like, I, I don't okay. want to take away your thrill. Okay. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't like, you know, jump out of the plane if you're going to skydive. Like, I don't want to tell you what that free fall is like. Just... Just do it and get your own experience. I like it. Yeah, words can't even describe just how incredible the feeling is. I, I can't it. wait. It, it's going to be special, Baldy. We're going to bring these out to Radio Row. Hope, maybe we could do it together. Maybe we could do a Radio Row uh, salt-smelling moment with Baldy and the G-Bag Nation. I'm never, I'm, I'm never out of uh, frame of mind of doing a smelling salt. Yes. <laughs> All right, badass. Okay, um, uh, uh, Old Spice questions of the day. Are we, you know it. Have yeah, we let's, arrived? Do, let's hit them, yeah. Baldy. Yeah. Okay, uh, Baldy, when it comes to uh, the man who does the seated peeing, uh, is it ever okay? Well, there is, I mean, there is, uh, there is a time when it's okay. okay. You know, if after you finish number two, if there's something that us has to – dribble out to finish the pro process right then that would be the only time otherwise no there's there's a there's a seat for the other person that uses the seat is it true that you can't two without wanting at the same time mm, at the same time just you know if you're, if you're sitting down for a two eventually you're going to one right uh not not always but there, there is a good chance that that can happen uh you, i mean it's just uh 
you study the excretory system, you know, when you study Gray's anatomy, I mean, you, you learn about these things. So sometimes they follow each other. Mm. The, people forget the B in Baldy stands for biology. Damn yeah. right. Wolchuk's <laughs> always dropping the ball there. Uh, okay, when it, when it comes to being hygienic, who would you who would you describe Baldy in your playing days as perhaps the least hygienic teammate you ever had? Mm. Well, anybody that would not shower after practice or after a game and just throw their clothes on and um, you know head out to the car. I mean, there's yeah. a couple of people like that. So, I mean, all those people, they, they just kind of group them all together. Like, wow. you know, they're just, yeah. Even on a road trip, you're going to get back on the plane without showering? There, there's some There's some that, I'm not been, there's not necessarily games, but practice for sure. Some people would just, like, just go and change. And and uh, I don't know what they did. I don't know, you know, I don't know how they lived with themselves, but they did it. Was it fair or foul, the Bills turning off the hot water at the Chiefs so they couldn't get hot showers? <laughs> did I, I didn't know that. Did that happen? Oh, yeah. Allegedly. And I think that Is it's that gamesmanship, true? baby. Yeah. Uh, I've not heard that. That doesn't sound like Bill's Mafia, but I guess they were just that ticked off about how things went that day. Somebody was. Yeah, Baldy, uh, We Eric just disclosed that he's uh, finishing his wife's wings, like the ends of the of the wings, like on the plate. She doesn't go for the complete consumption of the wings. Fair or foul? Well, I, I don't believe in leaving anything on a wing ever. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, I clean my wings. And um, whether, whether I would take somebody off of somebody else's plate and do it, you know, like it's, it's, it's like, you know, that joke where you're so poor. How poor are you? Yes. Well, I ate barbecue, barbecue chicken on Tuesday. And I licked my fingers on Wednesday. It's, it's a little bit like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll to-go box those bad boys, and I'll eat them later if yeah, I have absolutely. to. I mean, yeah. my goodness. All right. Well, oh, oh, actually, uh, true or false, Baldy, you are a baby wipes guy. When it comes to wiping, are you cool with just the traditional toilet paper? I've never used a baby wipe in my life. Not even as a baby, I imagine. Baldy's no. like, give me, the, give me the real stuff. Okay, we appreciate no. your time as always, Baldy. Okay, you bet, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. I guess we'll talk next week. That sounds amazing. Take care. There he is, Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. All righty, it's time for the top. Well, I tell you what. His evaluation of Ben Johnson going to Washington was terrifying. Can we just reset that? It happened about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 an OC on the level of the top ones didn't work with Shanahan McVay or your guy Andy Reid, but he's yeah. been paying attention. Yeah. And he's got a bag of tricks that are just as good and as impressive as anybody. So that's what's going to Washington. Hopefully he can't recreate it uh, there. Uh, and then, you know, on the center, sounded like he's kind of up for moving on from Beatus yeah. as well. I just hope the Cowboys don't stand pat there. Yeah, I think that I, 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 we're going to get into this when we start talking about the draft quite a bit, you know, in into February, into March. and. I'm sure the centers will be something that Zach and I just kind of have a, a really, really deep understanding of. It's good ones. Yeah. Speaking of things, Wolchuk has a deep understanding of. Where are we going with the top 10? Happy National Peanut Butter Day. The oh. top 10 irresistible peanut butter treats. What's your favorite peanut butter item? That's next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation. We have a C-note coming up at 440. We'll talk about the Cowboys news of the evening. Right now, it's time for Woolchuck's Top 10. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact Franklin Frankel for a free consultation. It's 214 or 817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. Segments brought to you by Soda as well. That's state-of-the-art. Here's Zach. Thank you very much, General. We're uh, going to talk some peanut butter here in just a moment. Got some quick nuggets for you in our quote of the day before we get into the top ten. What's your favorite peanut butter-related item? Is it the Uncrustables? We talked about that last week. Those are fantastic. Peanut butter pies. There's so many good peanut butter delicacies. Saw this from Darren Ravel. Cheapest pair of Ravens Chiefs AFC title game tickets are $1,526 on TickPick. It is the most expensive AFC championship game since 2018. When Barry Church's Jacksonville Jaguars went to New England to play the Patriots. Interesting. Oh, I guess because Jaguars fans probably, it's like they never, it's kind of like Detroit last week. Those the prices first. were ridiculous. So, But all spend a bunch of money to go watch Blake Bortles play football. Blake Bortles. My gosh. That's always fun. Anytime we could ask Barry about Blake Bortles and his just brute honesty of how much that dude stunk. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I, I think the, the Jaguars should be able to, uh, be allowed to hang a banner for getting to a conference title game with Blake Bortles as their quarterback. It's a hell of an I achievement. Think, I think they should do a ring ceremony and everything. They should honor that team every couple of years or whatever. I mean, that's historical. That's historical greatness right there. It absolutely for, is. For the other 52. That defense was insane. Now, that was an elite defense. That was an elite defense yeah. for sure. I mean, they were awesome. They almost won the game for them. I mean, there was a fumble that they ruled not a fumble that many would say was a fumble recovered by Miles Jack. And Jacksonville would have gone on to the Super Bowl that year. Probably so. And that was a disgusting Super Bowl. I believe when that Patriots-Rams, it was like 14-3, 13-3. It was really not, bad yeah, game. Yeah, it was not good, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Oh, but this one it was going to be awesome. I mean, really, this this Ravens and Chiefs game being that expensive makes perfect sense. Like, yeah. this is this is as good as it gets between these two quarterbacks, yeah. these two teams. Like, heck yeah, man. And I think they, they have an underrated home field environment. They do. In Baltimore. They're, they're very, very good at home there in Baltimore. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco might have given us the quote of the day. He was asked about the silly descriptions of his running style. He said, quote, they said I run like I bite people, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect description. It dude. is. It's fantastic. He uh, he seems to even walk that way a little bit. When you see him walking through uh, when they're doing like the pregame stuff and guys are walking into the into the building with their street clothes on and just like <laughs> the way he walks that way, like he is just he's ready to run through someone's face. Mm. Yeah, you know, I would over and over and it's, over. It's not violent like Marshawn Lynch's style was or as physical, but there is just like a I'm throwing all of my energy 110 percent downrange. I, I love watching Pacheco play. He's, He's definitely. I do imagine. Like I don't know if we got him mic'd up at all, but like some of these kids that I played growing up were like they they're like growlers when they run, and it like it keeps them going a little bit. I do imagine that he growls when he runs. Yeah, I watched your guy uh, Schrader from yeah. Mizzou last night. 
That dude's a tough runner. Yeah. Still like Jalen Wright a little bit more. Sure. But I wouldn't mind that guy in, in, in day three. Catches the Fourth, ball well, round. too. Huh? Catches the ball. He runs some routes. Yeah. Sure does. D2 to uh, first team All-American SEC. That yeah. is a hell, and a walk on him, Mizzou. That is a hell of a story right there. We're going to need three things, guys. A big guy. He's not big. With blazing speed. Doesn't have blazing speed. With college production. Okay, college Find production. Find me those three things. Check. One out of three right there. No. One out of three All right three. There. He's going to end up going to like the Dolphins or the 49ers. He works perfect in that outside zone scheme, and he's going to be a stud. He's going to be the next Raheem Mostert type dude. Uh, last thing Fantasy of football, keep that in mind. Yeah. Maybe last thing of note before we get into the top 10 peanut butter delectable items. Uh, Debo Samuel did not practice today. His status is still up in the air and uncertain, according to Kyle Shanahan, for the NFC Championship game. You went with the Lions. It might all hinge on does Debo play. I went with the Lions. That's my team. So I might I, I might I might bet pay off him. To, well, I went last week when I can't do that again. You right? can't take him again unless yeah. we draw, which yeah. I'm terrified to do. Although there's no Eagles this year, and that that's the real reason I didn't want to do it last year. I didn't Dawson, scared of drawing? Uh, I'm not scared to draw. No, not I'm scared? not. I'm scared to pick. Drawing sounds it. great. I don't know that I'm any more scared to draw than I am just to pick. You know, just bleep it. You want to draw this year again? I don't know, dude. I'm not ready to make any hard standing choices or decisions yet. Okay, I want to kick this one. I want to kick this can down to Friday at 2:20 before I have to make any decisions. Okay, right now, I'm, ju- I'm just playing scared. Kick, kick, kick. All right. I want to operate in a world where it doesn't exist for another 45 hours, if you don't mind, Wolchuk. Should we skip this? All week these or? questions. We can skip. We can skip. <laughs> no, it. we can't skip. <laughs> Why not? No, we have to attack this week in Survivor the same way Baldy wants us to attack the smelling salts. We can skip it like the Cowboys. Oh, I got it coming. Give it everything you got. What yeah, do you what? have coming over there? Oh, the, the, smell, the salts. Smelling salts? I've been told told they're not the capsules anymore. That's fine. What does that mean? I've been told they're uh, not capsule form anymore. They come like alcohol wipes. So you just like wipe your upper lip or something, and now uh, you're yeah. smelling it. Yeah, like you open the the the, the white packet. You open the packet, I think. And the salts are in yeah. there. Yeah, but I was told I said I asked for a box of ammonia caps, and I got a reply of like we don't they they are not capsules anymore. Okay, they come in like alcohol wipes. Interesting. So I'm gonna see if Jeff Bezos sells them. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's slide into our top ten: the irresistible peanut butter snacks. I'll bring them. If not, we'll 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 work on it. We'll, we'll work on it. No, thank more. you. Seriously, yeah. thank you. Two five four. Going. I can't with the, believe this guy got a job with the Raiders. Who? Tom Telesco. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Well, he we did. don't care about football up there anymore. We don't. Oh, what are we doing? What are we I doing? Should, should have never left. Well, Al, they've they've messed it up. Um, All right, what's your favorite peanut butter item, Al? I'm uh, kind of partial to those. Uh, what are those those cups? Oh, those peanut butter Reese's cups? Yeah, the, you kind of you put them in the freezer. Uh, they're, they're, they're quite tasty. Very good. Yeah, good. They are. Yeah, they're good. delicious. Mm-hmm. We got love of not Reese's minis. It's the little Debbie Nutty Buddies from the A one seven. Those are delicious. Those are delightful. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the uh, peanut butter banana pancake, bro. Yes. The pancakes are going to be high on this, the peanut butter. Yeah. Pan- but peanut butter banana, like peanut butter chocolate banana bread is 11 just on the Ooh. outside looking in, and it looks so damn delicious. That's divine. So wow. good. That's a nice twist on what is already a great bread. The banana bread is dominant. I've you never have. had the peanut butter twist on it. Damn. And chocolate. Woo. Sign me up. Lucius, where are we going with peanut butter delicacies? Uh, let's see. So if you are familiar with a place called the uh, Candy Lady, she huh? sells like dollar candy out of her house and whatnot. They always yeah. have these things called... Peanut patties. Mm. Those peanut patties are crazy, bro. Were they kind of minty? No, they're not minty. They're kind of like uh, peanuts and this little maroon goo. 
Okay. It's real good. It's real good, man. Sounds delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since you're talking about peanuts, I got to give a shout out to George Washington Carver. This man made 300 products out of peanuts. You know how focused he was on peanuts? 300 products out of peanuts. Glue, lotion, soaps. Glue? Yeah, all types of products out of peanuts. I know that. They said, hey, man, we need some help with these peanuts. The peanut farmers are losing their asses. <laughs> yeah. Figure out something for us, George. <laughs> I got you. Uh, Carver, get on this. <laughs> that is awesome. Yes, sir. Here we go. Peanut butter fudge comes in at number 10. We've got uh, peanut butter cookies at number 9. Number 8 is just- Oh, peanut butter cookies. They're so good, dude. Yeah. Number 8 is peanut butter and jelly They've got to be soft, though. I'm with you, man. And yeah. some people do like the crunch. I, I just yeah. prefer all the soft cookies. Mom loves the crunch. I thought for a couple decades she she just lost it. She was like, "No, I really? like making the cookies this way." I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, so she kind of cook them a little longer. She does. Oh yeah. man, about two minutes too long in my book, but I'm that's how you. she likes them. I want the gooiness. I want the soft. You know what? I was actually happy when I found out that's just how she's cooking them because yeah. I didn't want to think that my mom had lost it. Right. You're right. Oh, that's yeah. good. oh no, the fastball <laughs> starting to slip. <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah. That Oreos. is a scary notion where all of a sudden mom's staples become less yeah. than what yeah. you're used to. Then yeah, I did see it that's with my concerning. Really? She got older. Yeah, it was sad. She used to be like a. Ma- she still soups were her thing, and she was able to still keep the soup game. But like basically anything else, she could not cook. <sighs> yeah, it, it got bad. Uh, we got Oreos dipped in peanut butter is fire from the eight hundred six. Peanut mm. brittle getting texted in. That, Lance, that's a give up. Peanut butter crackers from the two one four. That's another give up unless you're really hungry. With honey, though, on the golf course? The honey. The, the, Ritz the, the, crackers, the, peanut butter, honey? Yeah, and get me a six-pack of beer while we're doing that because we got, it's going to be okay. like eating sawdust. Love for the peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Uh, oh, okay, we got on Amazon, like, yeah. search for the ammonia inhalant. Those are the uh, capsules right there. Yeah, I was told I was told that they what they do is they uh, they put them in empty bottles. Like you put multum in like empty bottles and you put the top on them and then you Open the bottle and oh, give it that. Oh, so it. you got multiple. You, got, you put multiple in the bottle. They literally you, are huffing. And yes. then you, you huff yeah. the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Number eight is uh, PB&J's, which can't go wrong. How can you go wrong with that? Number seven, peanut butter ice cream. Oh. Mm. oh. Number six is kind of a oh. twist off that with a peanut butter milkshake. Can I have another guess? It's delicious. <laughs> I would like to change my Al, answer. Al, you want to change? You want to go with the peanut butter ice cream? <laughs> when Al was still kicking, those things weren't available oh, to him. Hell. I'm just telling you, I, I was confused. I didn't understand. I'm sorry. You know, hummus is a big thing uh, for hummus. Mediterraneans and Israelis, but I've never had peanut butter hummus. That comes in at no. number five. I'll tell you what, though. Peanut butter hummus. Red red, red pepper hummus. Dude. Yeah. Yes. Well, wait, wait. Delete. I, I need a 20 right now. You do. I need a 20 here. Dawson, you like hummus? I do. What's really? in it? Chickpeas. Chickpeas. Yeah, it's good. But the red pepper hummus is really good. Yeah. Go to Kava. Their red I pepper hummus. I usually spice it up with a little sriracha or something. Yes. The red, the red pepper stuff is nice. Woo! Yeah. I am shocked. No, I like that stuff. I am shocked. The hummus is good. I would have never believed that Dawson, if you said, give me something that Dawson doesn't like. Okay, sour cream was a nut one, yeah. and hummus Mayonnaise. would have been the second one. Well, yeah. the hummus is a little thicker, and maybe that's the key for you. I like it. Not, that, as, not that, as creamy. On that, yeah, that pita bread. Thin. Oh, my God. Really good stuff. The crackers. Yeah, yes. No doubt. Number four is peanut butter pancakes. Boom. I've never had them. Highly incredible. So gonna, that that's where it's like it's part, it's like baked into the pancake. We have done it uh, both ways. I think the better way is to actually just put it on top like it's right. butter. You're with with the syrup, guy. too, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were doing with the waffles, right? Was it the Eggos where you basically would put, like, jelly and peanut butter and make, like, a yeah, Eggo, peanut, Eggo PB&J? Ooh. Exactly. Yeah. Instead of bread, you just use the Eggo the waffle. waffle. That's really good. good. The bananas get smashed into the batter. 
You know, oh, you yes. got to let them get extra. Mm, that sounds so good. Yeah. Three is peanut butter popcorn. Which I don't know if I've had peanut butter popcorn before. As 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 number three, number Isn't three, that kind of the popcorn ball that's kind of like stuck almost. together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's chocolate with it too. It looks like a drizzle of both, like peanut butter and chocolate. But I don't know. I kind of, I don't know if I'd mess with that. Number two is uh, chocolate peanut butter sandwiches. Chocolate peanut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Is that it like Nutella like peanut butter and yeah, bread? Wow. And, and they're actually using uh, pretzels that are stuffed with the peanut butter filling and chocolate. So it's kind of like a pretzel sandwich. Ooh, I th- those are. Have you guys had those? Those are freaking addicting, dude. Like they, these look fantastic. It's pretzels on the outside, and on the inside is the chocolate and the peanut butter. Okay, Ooh, so I haven't had the so good. I haven't had the chocolate and the peanut butter, but they make the pretzels now where there's peanut butter in the middle of them, and those are oh, those are I mean, so good. Yes, yes. Un, un, unbelievably really good. good. Uh, but number one most irresistible peanut butter item is the peanut butter stuffed skillet cookie. Oh yes, which is basically wow. that's like a chili yeah, thing, huh? Wow, yeah. uh, like BJ's. a BJ's. With just a piece of, of a vanilla Don't ice cream on like top that. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you get the, That's the, heavenly. the scoop of ice looks cream. Looks so damn good. So there's your top ten today. Thank you, Woolchuck. We have a micro C-note coming up in this short 440 segment. Uh, there's a mock draft out there. There's the, the Cowboys and how they're going to manipulate their roster to get into the cap and a free agency primer. That and more coming up next right here. The G-Bag Nation and the fan. All righty. Thank you, Lucius. We have football's finest coming up in 13 minutes. It's time now for a C-note here. A little micro note for you uh, as uh, we'll take a look at the some of the top headlines around America's team right now. I know uh, Wolchuk has a couple he wants to get to in just a second. I, I saw a blog and the boys put up a story, though, of uh, seven potential salary cap casualties for the 2024 Cowboys. And... Uh, you know, tanks on the list. Apparently, you save ten million bucks if you if you move on from him post June one. That's not worth it. Okay, uh, the ten million dollars worth of savings. I I don't think getting ready to tank would be worth fifteen million dollars worth of savings or twenty because I I think he is just he's so dang good. He's a very important part of this defense and at thirty two years old. I just don't think he's slowing down. No. So you move on from other players before you move on from Tank, if you ask me, Brian. Any disagreements no, no, there? No, not at all. I, I guess his cap hit is going to be really big uh, because of the way that his contract has been structured over the years. Sure. And now this is like an important uh, fork in the road. So you just get you just get down and negotiate and figure out a, a way for both sides that makes sense. And Tank has shown a willingness to do what the Cowboys have asked as far as contractually to stay here. I think he sees value in staying here. It makes sense for him and. Hopefully it continues to be that way because I don't know if the defense can be as good uh, without Tank. And they need to be getting better, not worse. No, you're absolutely right about that. Michael absolutely. Gallup's on the list. That's an easy, that's a no-brainer. You yeah. free up the cap money yeah. there. Leighton Van Der Esch, no-brainer. Cooper think, Rush, no-brainer. I think Leighton Van Der Esch is going to probably retire. Yeah, that, I think that would so be, too. That would be my, my thought. Here's Wolchuk with the rest of that micro C-note. Well, we did have yesterday Mel Kiper Jr.'s first mock draft came out, Ooh. and he actually has the Cowboys selecting a player that Brian brought us, we've watched, and that you first brought up on the draft show. And it is offensive tackle out of Arizona, Jordan Morgan at 24 overall for the Cowboys. Kiper writes, the NFL's other franchise in Texas has the opposite rookie cl- had the opposite rookie class as the Texans, as the Cowboys got very little from the first players they selected. And while they've been known for their tremendous offensive line play for years, both left tackle Tyron Smith and right guard Zach Martin are 33, with Smith now out of contract. Sure, they appear to have hit on first-rounder Tyler Smith, who was excellent at left guard, but they have to add more talent 
to their line. Morgan is one of his favorite pass protectors in the class, loves the way he moves his feet, handles twists and stunts, started 35 games at left tackle in college, which would make him a perfect fit to replace uh, Tyron Smith. And it's funny because he does wear the same number. He does. And you compared him to to, to Tyron when we talked about him on the draft show last week. I think he's got some similar traits. I think when you he carries his hands low, which is kind of strange, but he's really quick with getting them up and then getting them inside. He's never on the ground. The balance, the body control he plays with uh, in the running game, his ability to make those those cutoff blocks. If the ball's going to the outside to the right, and as the left tackle, you have to make that. You have to get your head across and you know and and get your guy squared up. And he does that quite a bit. He's a very impressive player, and 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 very much because like I say he wears seventy seven. You're like the way he gets away from the line, the way he bends his knees, the way he punches with his hands, and the power he plays with. He he, he is a He's got some, like I say, some similarities to that guy that currently plays for you right now. He's fun. I mean, his recovery ability yeah. is outstanding. And it's he's almost playing with guys because there's times he's blocking a dude and he's got one leg in the air because he's trying to recover yeah. and, and move around to the yeah. other way. Like, it's, yeah, he's well, good, man. One of the better pass rushers in the Pac-12 this year was Latu from UCLA. And they, they had to move him away. They moved him they to did. the other side because Latu was not getting anywhere. Wow. Rush, those reps were, and, and were Latu, fun. Latu will be a, I would say, a top 18 pick in this draft. Okay, so early returns, we like the Arizona tackle better than the Oklahoma tackle. Yes. Does yeah. it, and it actually feels realistic, at least from the vantage point we have right now, that this Arizona dude could actually fall. to. I mean, because you guys describe him, it sounds like, I, gosh dang it, is he a top 15 player? I, I, think this is where, I think this is where media scouts lose out to the real scouts. I think the real scouts probably have this guy a lot higher mm. on their board and on their stack. I think we're all kind of – when we start to look at these offensive tackles, and we have, we've looked at, at quite a few of them, and there'll, there'll, be some, there'll be some that you're kind of like going, wow, media scouts had them much higher in mocks. And then they'll start talking to – we'll go to the combine, we'll all-star games. They'll start talking to the real scouts. Scouts will say, you've, you've got – like I say, Joe Alt, I think from Notre Dame is the best tackle in the draft. But you know, there's guys like a, a uh, like Paul Patrick for the University of Houston that I've seen in mock drafts. To me, I wouldn't touch him. Or Kingsley from BYU. Kingsley from BYU, another guy that's in the top 25 in mock drafts. I don't think people will see it that way. The media scouts will eventually catch up with the real scouts. Okay. Uh, yeah. In the division. And this, and, and what I'm trying to say is, this guy might get bumped up a little. He'll yeah, get, he he'll might get end up going up. higher yeah. than 24. Yeah. It is possible. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, if you were there, man, I would, I would love that. And then let's, let's go ahead. You can keep Tyler at left guard. You don't have to worry about Tyron. Right. And you can just line up and let's play. Uh, Washington at number two takes Jaden Daniels, the quarterback from LSU. Well, that would be a bit of a bummer. Yeah. Maybe he, they'd figure that out. Well, I tell you what, you know, he did win the Heisman Trophy, and I watched him his two years at LSU. He's a winner. The way he plays, he's extremely tough. He is. Beyond elusive, when he he had a thousand yards rushing this year, four thousand yards passing. He's amazing. I mean, he, he throws the ball extremely well. He's elusive in the pocket. He can move around by himself some time. I yeah, and and you get a, a a coordinator that we're all talking about with the Lions potentially coaching him up. Could work. Could work. Giants go with Malik Neighbors, the wide receiver from LSU, who's also fantastic. Like if there's no talk, Marvin Harrison Jr., he might be the best receiver. Talked to the Giants uh, the other day, and I asked them their three needs, and they were basically wide receiver was number one, offensive line was number two, and they're hunting they're hunting a linebacker too. 
as well. Those mm-hmm. are the three needs that they were that they were mentioning. And I kind of feel like that Neighbors is better than what Odell Beckham was for the Giants. I'm not going to fight you, man. Neighbors is really damn good. Yeah. That's high praise, though. 22 Eagles. Uh, he is not the – I will say this, though, about the thing with the thing with Odell, very much we always talk about the diva receiver. This kid, this kid's not that Neighbors at all. Neighbors in that? Not that at all. And that, then that's why you'd like this kid. The Oregon State tackle, uh, Talisa Fuaga, ends up going to the Eagles. I love this kid as a run blocker. He's awesome. I would draft him and play him over Terrence Steele immediately if it were up to me making the decisions. But Eagles hit themselves a good one there. Yeah, this is just a super powerful guy. I mean, he's nasty in the he run is. game. I mean, you watch, when you start to talk about running the football, they, and, they go behind him. He is so good. Yeah. Uh, and in good footwork. I mean, I feel like that's something that, like, Cowboys have to be looking to get gritty, nasty yeah. in this draft. They, Grimy they've got, and savage. They've got to look for that. So, uh, all these offensive linemen I'm watching, I'm kind of looking for those traits. Like that kid, Trader, the running back from Mizzou. Yeah. Like, he's a tough nose, hard runner. Right. You know, he's not putting up with any bleep over here. See, I think that's the type of thing that they need a little bit, man. They, they need, need They need nasty across the board. I know we were talking about the defense yesterday needing that grimy, savage nature that the Ravens bring, according to Kyle Van Noy. But. Uh, the the offense having the road grader tough guys that are just you know like you have that in Ferguson a little bit like you have that yeah. at your tight end position yep. I don't think you have it anywhere else. Well, the Tyler good news maybe. is that at right tackle you'll be able to maybe uh, do an upgrade and get grimier after the twenty twenty five season, which okay. is your yeah. window to move on from Steel. Maybe draft and stash. <laughs> Dude, honestly, shouldn't they just, I mean, with how good this roster is, don't you just draft for special teams on a year like this? Last year kind of felt like that. A wise man once said. Mm. Thank you, Wolchuk. Okay, it is the G-Bag Nation here on the fan. We have some Troy Aikman audio coming up at 5 o'clock. He was saying things are, are going to become more difficult for Dak and the Cowboys, and we'll uh, let you hear how Troy says that is coming up at, at 520. Up next, an edition of Football's Finest, though, Eric. What do you got? The best football sounds of the day uh, featuring that one time Belichick got mocked. Next here in the nation. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all in one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to AtBat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.